Welcome everyone to a special Summer Games Fest episode of the Nerd Otaku Gaming Podcast. I'm Summer back. Games Fest, but it's winter here in Zambia. It's, it's, yes, it's Northern Hemisphere summer, uh, which is why E3 should come, anyway, like, that's a bit too soon, but... <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> that's going to be the agenda, there's going to be a theme in this episode. <laughs> anyway, Robin is here with me. Hi, Robin. How are you doing, kid? I'm good. I'm actually... I was very excited for this season of um, Summer Game Fest because I've wanted this. I've been looking forward to it for a long time, so yeah, I'm pretty, pretty hyped, pretty pumped. Um, yeah, uh, the Discord live reaction chat thing we did is getting more popular. There's more people popping in, and it's, it's always fun, like the little discussions we have afterwards as well. Good stuff. You should join I us one of these days. I hate that I missed it, but I think Summer Game Fest I was watching with somebody else. Sorry, Dennis. Ah. Don't feel. Don't, 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 don't hate me. Don't hate me. Uh, An Xbox showcase, what happened? Ah, no. Xbox showcase, I was literally. Uh, it was background noise. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, like if, if you guys want to hop in next time, uh, just on our Discord, discord.io forward slash nudotaku, and uh, yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, anyway, so Summer Games Fest, what are your thoughts on the whole ceremonies per se? What, what are your thoughts on it, Robin? Overall, uh, there is clearly a content problem in the industry, like you know. So much development has been delayed and stuff, and it's really showing. So that's why, you know, it, it, it just feels like it's a weird time in the industry. That's, that's the best way to put it. And as a result, these game review shows have suffered for it. You know, it's not something to get too mad about because it's realities of, of the world. But uh, yeah, it, it hasn't been too hype, I guess. But that's less to do with format and more to do with content in general. Just, you know, there's not so much in terms of super hype new stuff. There's been stuff I've enjoyed, but, you know, it hasn't been like, you know, what can I say? There, has, there hasn't been any mind-blowing surprises. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, obviously, you know, I have a lot to say on this because I'm a big fan of traditional E3. And... I miss the live reactions. I miss the the cringe, like that. I, I like not having that. I realized um, it's honestly a big part of it for me. Like just the having doing something live is always like chaotic. It's just inherently chaotic, and that chaos breeds awesome moments. So I miss those moments. I miss I missed that. I I really do hope that we go back to just live chaos. And even if, like, we had some bad years, I remember the E3 20, was it 10 or 9? One of those. The Wii Music year. Very bad year for E3, like, in terms of reviews. But the, the, the conferences themselves the, were so cringe that it was exciting to watch anyway. So in a year like this where there's not much content, I think having that live type of, um, I guess, feedback or whatever, I think would have worked in... in I would have enjoyed it more. But then I'm a weirdo who likes award shows, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's you. I won't lie, like... If you packaged all of this content in an E3, I would probably say it's it's been a bad E3. I didn't like E3 last year, by the way. So I'd say it would, have, it would be probably just as bad as this year. Well, I, I didn't like the actual, the, the Jeff Kitty Summer Game Fest show. That, to, to me, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, for me, it was, like, this bad thing. Like, bad stuff is, like, enjoyable because it's bad. That was just extremely boring for me. Like, I was just so bored. Um, so but I like, hope that... But like I said, that, that's, a, that's a content thing, not a, not a presentation thing. I feel like, you know... 
What was the highlight of his show anyway? The Last of Us Part 1 remake. That's what he closed with. That's what he closed with. It wasn't a showstopper, that's for sure. No. And like seven Dead Space games. Um, you know, it looks like we're past everyone making dad games. Now everyone wants to make space horror games. Which is funny because Dead Space is getting a remake and it's like literally going to put all of them in its place. I, I'm, I'm talking out of my ass here, by the way. I don't play horror games. <laughs> I'm very curious. Like, um, two years ago, it was like four-player co-op, like PvE, whatever. Like, all of them, like, there was a meeting at GDC or whatever, I'm assuming. And then, like, later people like, okay, let's stop that. What's hot now? Space horror. <laughs> like, what's going on, guys? Like, diversify a little bit. Jeez. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Speaking uh, of games. Um, maybe that games are going to become popular again. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, and speaking of games, we can, I guess, uh, jump into, like, what stood out to you from the show. It doesn't have to be in order or whatever. Like, what, when I say, what, are you, what did you see that, like, you're like, I'm, I want to play that, or I like how that was shown. Like, what stood out to you? Well, here's the thing. Uh, does that state of play count as Summer Game Fest? Yes, it is. It literally was. It had a Summer Game Fest, like, look. Uh, yeah, quite obviously, Final Fantasy 16 was, like, it's the best thing I've seen in the Summer Game Fest stuff. I'm, I'm not disappointed, but, like, you know, I'm a bit bummed that it's releasing in summer next year so that means around this time next year is when it's going to come out it's still some ways out but it looks fantastic looks like it's if 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 you ask me to put in to say what's your what's going to be your game of the year 2023 that's already that's an early front runner right there Probably going like, to I, I I was also very fascinated by Final Fantasy 16. I liked Final Fantasy 15. Uh, I like vanilla Final Fantasy 15. Even though people were being weird about it in the beginning, and I like that Final Fantasy 15 has slowly, like the the backlash, the backlash has come out, and people are like that was a good game actually. Uh, and I I like 13. I like modern Final Fantasy. I haven't played the MMOs. I'm curious about 16. It looks like it's just straight up a hack and slash game. I know other people are like we knew that from the screenshot. Well, I I couldn't tell from the screenshot, guys. I'm, I'm I mean, we knew that from the first reveal. Yes, the first reveal showed it was a hack and slash game. It was just a story trailer. How was I supposed? To, it had no gameplay or whatever. Dude, it had hella hack and slashing. <sighs> anyway. You so just can't remember finally... because, it, because, it was, because in 2020, I'm like, you you have no perception of time. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so it looks hack and slashy. Uh, it's not confirmed, I don't think, but it, it's, it looks hack and slashy. And uh, the, finally, the combat designer um, is the guy who did combat design for Devil May Cry 5. It is quite yeah. hack and slashy. Which is a highly revered game and especially the combat so um they're finally making final fantasy into what the people who never wanted to play final fantasy always is like i don't want to play push buttons i want to do the cool stuff so they're finally doing that um let's see if it pays off i my theory is those people would never play final fantasy even if they made it a first person shooter like that's my theory um but we'll see i disagree I very much disagree. Do you know why? Why? FF15 has sold like 10 million copies and it is quite action. So, you know. They, they, it's one of the highest selling games and it is very action packed. And it was marketed in a way to be like, oh, even if you don't play old FF games, you like this, blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is FF16's sale will not be dictated by it being a hack and slash. It will be instead dictated by stuff like the marketing and availability of PS5s. 
that's also extremely important. Is it not a it's not a PS4 game? No, it's not. Huh, interesting. Okay. I didn't pay attention to that. Interesting. PS5 and PC, but we don't know if it will be day one on PC or later, but we know it's coming to PC. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Fascinating. So Final Fantasy is 16, huh? Interesting. Yeah, that's my um, number one. That's your number one. Wow, okay. My number one is a game called Pentiment? Am I saying that right? Pentiment, yeah. So Pentiment is an obsidian game where team... I don't want to call it team B because it's Josh Sawyer. So Josh Sawyer is the guy who um, did Fallout 1 and 2, Fallout New Vegas and then left obsidian to do um pillars of eternity so like that guy and his small team did like a side project at obsidian to make this um uh, adventure mystery game uh it's i mean he, he says he doesn't want it to be called a murder mystery but it's a murder mystery and the art style looks like um like uh, like uh, medieval uh, Renaissance sort of like paintings. Uh, and it, it's just it's a cool art style. Like you have to see it to to understand. And it's basically night in the woods or oxen free. Um, so two D but uh, adventure mystery. And you get to decide uh, who the murderer is. And you could be wrong, and the game just grows with it, uh, <laughs> which is, is fascinating. Uh, and knowing the pedigree that those storytellers have, like what they like to do with stuff like New Vegas and um, Icewind Dale and um, Pillars of Eternity, they'll like just let you do something wrong and just roll with it, and you get the quote-unquote bad ending without you even knowing you got the bad ending. So it's like multiple playthrough kind of thing. But this time you don't have to spend 40 hours to find out you got the bad ending. So it's very fascinating to me. Uh, it looks interesting. It's coming day one on Game Pass this year. Uh, so yeah. Actually, the the it's actually isn't it the only Xbox Game Studios release this year? That's kind of crazy. Might actually be yes, <laughs> which means that they could market the hell out of it. Although I don't see them doing that because it's, it's, it's a weird small niche title but hopefully you know? that like um, yeah hopefully that gives it like a push or something um and and, and lets people understand why uh obsidian that that side of obsidian is, is held in such high regard yeah. yeah that's you know it's i guess from my point of view i'm just thinking of the whole oh as the only XGS game this year, it's it's got a good chance to be a hit. You know, they don't have eyes on it. You know, the same way, big or small, if you're a Sony game, you you have some level of eyes on you. So I think if XGS wants to get big, that's what you do. You know, you have this game; it's your only game. Uh, so you better market it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. What what's another game that uh, you you liked? Street Fighter Six. Hell yeah, baby! Unpredictable, you know, man. You, you already know what I like. <laughs> That's also on my list, by the way. Yeah. Man, it looked so good. Like I don't know, there's just something about Street Fighter. Like the way the way it looks, like it's so readable, and, and then. Obviously, I'm I'm very biased I, I, because I've played Street Fighter since I was like a kid. So it's one of the fighting games that even when they were showing like the new fighters and the moves, I'm like I'm I can see in my head. I'm like that looks like he's pressing down back, whatever. It looks like he's blocking here. It looks that looks like a counter system, you know. Like <laughs> it's just so readable. You can actually understand. Yes, it's so readable and and the art style is so good. And the character models are so... Oh, it looks so good. You know, it's really it really puts in perspective. That first review was so bad. The one where it was just, you know, wide review and the rap music and showing Luke. It was such a terrible review. And this is what they should have 
come up with with their first their first review because this was a fantastic review. This is how you this is how you reveal fighting game. You show exactly. new characters. You show old characters. You show you all the a... characters. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Yes. You show new characters, you show old characters. You show the new mechanics. You give an idea of the modes which they did. It seems like it's going to have some healthy single player modes. Mm. You give an example of, you know, what sets it apart. It, they they just they've done really well and in addition to that in the days following the release of that trailer they've just been talking about it some more like capcom has yeah. not kept quiet they've talked about the game some more showed off some cool features that give it personality and on top of that they let people actually play the game they let yeah. people go hands on so it's like wow it's been a fantastic uh, you know roll out uh, to to what's going to be a very important game my only disappointment is that it's going to release on ps4 is like ah yuck <laughs> uh, elitist over here <laughs> no think about it we are tying a game we're going to be playing for probably another seven years to freaking load times of an hdd that's not right in my opinion I mean, I mean, it's possible that, I mean, we know this is not the last release of Street Fighter 6. There's going to be uh, Ultimate Street Fighter 6. Ultimate no, Street they're Fighter going 6 to do this. Most the likely street... not going to come out on PS4. No, Dennis, you don't realize how Capcom releases their game. Street Fighter 5 was a live service. That's what Street Fighter 6 will be. It won't be. They they don't do re-releases anymore. Street Fighter 5 never got a re-release, despite. Despite you know, they basically Street Fighter Five Season Three. They called it Arcade Edition. It wasn't a new game. They, they didn't make you buy the game again. It was just a live service. They just named it that. So the same will apply to Street Fighter Six. All the content will will come out for PS4, and that's not good. Okay, I guess I was being optimistic in that regard. Then. Yeah, so that's my only gripe. But otherwise, everything they've shown was was was, was pretty great. And then you know there was of course the issue of the leak, <laughs> where like the whole the I don't know if it's the whole, but a good chunk of the roster got leaked, as well as a concept art. So everybody has seen the designs of the characters in SF6, and luckily for Capcom. They look good. Yeah, they look good, and the reception is extremely positive. Yeah. So, that's you know you you of course get the people saying, oh, it's a planned leak. They just wanted to gauge interest, but you know nobody ever actually does planned leaks. That's that's you know that's always spouted by dumb people who don't know how the industry works. But, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, Street Fighter 6, I'm very excited. I Like I said even last time, like this is a game that I'm going to get pretty serious about. I mean, I'm obviously not going to go pro, but I, I, I want to get to a level where like I'm going to play you and like beat you like four times out of ten. You know, like I'm going to be pretty good at the game. So um, it's, it's yeah, I'm very excited. Very, very excited for Street yeah, Fighter. It's pretty exciting. And even the rollout, like the FGC has sort of been reinvigorated. There's FTC memes going around. People are talking about what they like about Street Fighter. Like it's it's good. You know, it's good to see the FGC in a positive mood for a week. Oh no, <laughs> Dennis! Something's gonna happen. Don't say this. You know the thing. What you're, you're doing? You're you're being you ah, Dang it! The word I was going to use is actually not good. There's there's a word for people who like literally believe Capcom is equal to the FGC. <laughs> You're, you're doing that. <laughs> Look, I'm an old head, okay? I only like Capcom fighting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's it's. I, there's a lot to love about SF6. I love the aesthetic as well. You know, you've got the third strike like rap music. Everybody's outfits are like. It feels street, you know, everyone is, the, yeah. the word which people have used is that Street Fighter 6 is putting this, is really using the word street. 
you know when you when you enter the ring it's like a wrestling match i'm like it's, it's really cool i love this setting right. that's what's really caught my attention because i won't lie i'm not ever going to get good at street fighter i'm going to play the single player maybe play with a with a couple of friends a few times but like that's it so for me what's important is things like the aesthetic and the story and single player and it looks like it's doing that well so i'm excited for that interesting interesting so this takes me to another thing that i i am interested in that i did not expect but after seeing it i don't know i don't know man like just my the endorphins whatever it just it's it tickled me man i saw the new character and i was just like fuck it's pulling me back in i'm excited yeah, again on. i'm excited again man like it looks so good the the, the new character designs it's like they've redesigned the redesigns because those first designs were literally a meme like nothing had changed but they've redesigned the redesigns and they they actually look a little bit more different now um obviously the gameplay is not much different it's just that it's 5v5 versus 6v6 um the new character looks very cool they gave me a mad max chick it's like it's like they, they, they made this trailer to be like how can we get dennis interested in overwatch again <laughs> and and they did it man they, they really did and then also i don't know why like i know we've spoken about it for a year at this point but it just didn't sink in like when it was like they showed the date and they were like coming to game pass and like what Overwatch is coming to game pass that doesn't make oh wait shit, oh, no got... overwatch is not coming to game pass though are you sure it's free to play so oh yes it is free to play but even then like the the the, the realization that like even say like um i mean this isn't on my list but i still really like it diablo 4 as well it's, it was not announced to, it was it's not coming to game pass it wasn't if you saw the giant ass uh, picture they released afterwards didn't have the coming to game pass tag on it because the deal isn't yet done so it probably comes to game pass after true but still like seeing it there just kind of made me just it, it brought everything into perspective somewhat it was like wow like okay i this was a big deal you know like goodness me you know um yeah it's i'm excited about overwatch again i i, I can't wait to play the beta when i played the overwatch beta um that year the, the year it came out I played an hour of it and I remember turning to Chuek and saying this is game of the year and at that time uh, a multiplayer game had not won like many game of the year awards before and I, was, I just feel I was like this just feels perfect this is this is brilliant I hope that Overwatch 2 is as good and as innovative um, but yeah it sparked something in me I don't think people who are not into Overwatch would get anything out of it but as someone who is a fan of the game, I thought it was a really good showing. It was a, a good way to get us back into it. And then the the us is a big number. A lot of people played Overwatch. A lot of people. So it's still a big like pool to uh, uh, yeah. It's a big pool to pull from. Yeah, you know, uh, Overwatch to. It's not going to get me in, I won't lie, because, you know, it's, it's not my thing, but like, I know the overall perception towards Overwatch 2 has been kind of negative. You're like, ah, why are they making it a sequel, blah, 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 and then tying it in with the whole how the Overwatch League is in a terrible state, and then, you know, of course, got Blizzard is just in clothing so a good showing was necessary to at least calm the fears of certain people you know you guys so if it's done that then uh, blizzard have done something blizzard had a lot to prove in this in this show despite <laughs> them not being officially part of microsoft yet uh it, it looks like this was a, an opportunity for them to at least, you know, calm people down a bit. And since they did, I guess. Indeed, indeed. For me, at least. For you. 
yeah. What other game did you like, Robin? Uh, now this is the thing. Apart from uh, FF and Street Fighter, everything else is like not as I'm not as hyped for anything else to the to the level of those. So like now, it's not really in an order. It's just me. Like okay, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. And uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song, which oh yeah, you they know, showed that. <laughs> It's like wow, we got details finally, and even though there was no release date, I think a very important thing is that they said everything they will, that will be shown here is releasing in the next uh, next what's this twelve months. So that technically means Hollow Knight Silk Song will be out before June, which is yeah. That, that's I actually great. saw um, Tom Warren. I I don't know where. I, I followed him for a decade. I don't know where he is now. He's a journalist. I saw him saying no, that there's a possibility that um, he might shadow drop at the next Nintendo Direct. I don't know how true that is, but we'll see. That would be really crazy because then it would be like, then why didn't you just announce it at the at this same Xbox showcase? But anyway. I digress. My, the game looks good, but the important part is it's coming out within the next 12 months. Do I care that it's coming out on Game Pass? Probably not, because Hollow Knight is already like dirt cheap. That's like one of the tenets of Hollow Knight. It's super cheap, and you're getting loads of hours of content. So, mm. the, it coming to Game Pass was not a very big deal to me, but uh, you know. The, it will be a big deal to some people, and you know the fact that it's on Game Pass probably does mean I will play it on Xbox because you know, it, yeah. money saved. <laughs> money saved, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, it's been a, usually after E3 stuff, I I load up my Steam wishlist with a bunch of games, but this time, it's just like two <laughs> because of Game Pass. So that's um, it. it saves a lot of money for me at least so yeah it's it's a good deal i mean it's i mean we've said that for a long time but i feel like now like i even got a text from a friend saying like uh i i think i want to get on game pass like legitimately and i was like yep it's a good deal i think the other game that i was interested in was one i saw at the tribeca games festival Called American Arcadia. I think it showed up elsewhere as well. Did it show up at the Xbox thing? I can't remember. The PC? What? Somewhere else. It showed up somewhere else as well. Uh, I don't know. Summer Games Fest. It showed up at the normal Jeff Kitty Summer Games Fest thing. Uh, the one which looks like uh, the tr- like the Truman Show. Um, for people who haven't seen the Truman Show, Jim Carrey movie, really good movie. Uh, he's a he's a, uh, he's in a TV show. It's a reality show. He doesn't know he's in a TV show, and everyone around him is acting. And that's the premise of the whole movie. And then he tries to escape because he's like, "Wow, I'm a TV show. I need to escape with these fake people." And they're trying to stop him from escaping. That's what American Arcadia looks like. And there's like someone, there's a lady who's uh, helping you. And her gameplay is in first person. It's like a first person uh, puzzle thing. And then uh, the guy trying to escape. It's kind of like a puzzle platformer. It's in 2D, and it looks like uh, um, Art Deco Americana 60s aesthetic it looks very stylized it looks very cool um yeah i'm all about platformers <laughs> and 2d stuff that stuff gets me it's puzzles i love that stuff that stuff gets me yeah um that i i would definitely play that that's that's yeah that's my jam i don't know there's a lot of stuff in that show which is like well, not that show, because when I say that show, it means one show. I mean, like, in the shows in general, which are, like, going for that look, because that, I guess, unity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like that stuff. Like, I, I always play platformers and stuff, so... Especially <laughs> when you add puzzle elements to it, I'm... I'm you know, it's, it's, it's my genre. <laughs> it's your genre. Yeah. 
Let me think. What? What? What else? Uh, so yeah, I mentioned Silk Song, and then, and this this annoyed me. So there was a game review. Uh, what's what's the name? Wolong, something like that. Yes, I thought yeah. that was Onimusha. I literally still am like, this is Onimusha. It's back. <laughs> so they reveal this game, and they say it's Team Ninja and what's this, and Koi Tecmo and like ah. When I was watching this trailer, I saw Three Dynasties stuff, and I was like, I don't care about Three Dynasties, whatever. That that aesthetic completely turned me off. Then, after the show, they say, "Oh, it it's going to play like Neo." Like for a show which was literally focused on gameplay, this was the one game where you needed to show me gameplay. Because if you showed me gameplay, this would have probably been my game of the show. But it's Koi Tecmo doing a Neo. I thought so. My thing when I was seeing, I was like, "This is Neo 3." I was like, "No, it can't be Neo 3 based on what I'm looking at." And I was like, uh, "Is it Onimusha?" And then I was like, "It's Onimusha, Onimusha." And I was like, "Oh no, it's not Onimusha." And then the new the name popped up. I'm like, "Okay, it's a new IP." But based on what I saw, I was like, "It's definitely." Probably like Neo. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's literally just going to be Neo, but with the three romance of three kingdom style aesthetic. So mm. that's it. So that that that's exciting. You should have showed me gameplay. Probably would have been my game of the show, but like they didn't show me gameplay. Oh, too bad. But you know that sounds really exciting. Anything by the Neo team, I will enjoy. Love their work. They're they're great. So I'm looking forward to that. Unfortunately, no gameplay in the show where My Phil said I'm going to show you a lot of gameplay. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he did. To be fair, he did. He did. He, he delivered. <laughs> My other one is going to surprise you, uh, and for a reason that will probably surprise you, and also just to kind of. You know me, I like to throw in my uh, my speculative hat in there so I can be the first one to say this. Um, I think this game is going to be a cult hit. If not a cult hit, it might just blow up suddenly and people will be like, whoa. If it does what, work. What, Flintlock? Yes. I think Flintlock yeah, I can freaking read your mind, Dennis. <laughs> I thought it looked good. I thought it, I thought it, it was unique. Somewhat. Um... The gameplay looked fascinating to me and yeah it's sort of i've seen it like fly under the radar somewhat but i i'm i it, i mean it stuck with me it stuck with me i've been thinking about it all day i i think if it if it's competent right like if it's just competent it it will find an audience yeah okay the thing is it's made by the guys who made ashen and Ashen was, I think, decently received. I didn't like it. I didn't like Ashen. Mid. <laughs> I hope you know Ashen was a source like that. Mm-hmm. So, so while watching, I was telling the people, I was like, I was like, this looks like a source like. And, and, um, and they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, I, it, I, what do you, it, and then it showed up at the PC gaming show as well. And I was paying very close attention. I'm like, it's either source like gameplay or game or, or God of War, and I guess it's like a middle ground between God of War and Souls like stuff. I guess sort of. Um, but yeah, like it, it looks, it looks like there's lots of options, and I'm I'm down. The aesthetic that. is hella cool. Aesthetic is hella cool. I like Flintlock as well. It'll probably like one of the. F- things that kind of caught my attention at the show yeah you know me i'm down for my euro junk games <laughs> yeah ashen is very euro junk yeah anything else or you kind of tapped out let me see okay at this point no I love mentioned... for starfield no <laughs> You know me and Bethesda, we don't get along, so I was watching the Starfield thing while barely caring at that point. 
I'm very yeah. curious. Since that was their big showstopper thing, what did you, as someone who's like, just doesn't give a shit about this stuff, what did you think? Like, while looking at that, what were you thinking? What 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 was your takeaway? I'm more likely to play than I am to play Fallout 4. But uh, you know, I I I probably still won't play it. <laughs> I would maybe, maybe, maybe just for a bit to say that okay, I tried it out. Yeah, I, I was obviously curious because I like their games. Although I, I kind of went in with my nose up, like sort of skeptical, I don't know why. And I was waiting for like that, like, holy shit moment. And it never came. Uh, and then it, I sort of got dejected when... Okay, so there was this brief moment where Todd was like, I bet you've been wondering about the scale of this game. And then we were like, yeah, because it looks like you can fly out of the planet, so you must be able to go to other planets. But then I'm worried about like size because if it's if it's too big then that's not good but if it's just sizable that's fine and then it was like it's the solar system and I, I immediately was like that's perfect that's perfect that's doable nine planets let's go this is fine and then he's like a thousand planets and i was like oh my god oh scale my baby god. i immediately got dejected i'm like this game is gonna be so boring <laughs> It seems too big, eh? Like nothing. Whenever you hear that much, is is good. So after they said that, I was like, "Is it gonna have multiplayer?" Because that's the only way you make that interesting. That's the only way you make that interesting. You have you make it a shared world so that there's quote unquote content in the world because you can build bases. Like, why am I building bases on these thousands planets? For- I don't know, man. I don't know. And this is like their big deep dive. I don't think we're getting any more than what they showed. They showed us everything, pretty much. So, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, anyway, apart from that, um, a game that's... Last of Us uh, remake, I like that. That looked really good. It did. It looked good. I won't lie. Although it, it sparked a lot of discourse. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, it was exhausting. A few like the couple of days after that state of play. Like it's like people have been keeping Chikonko for Last of Us, but like the last just Last of Us as a franchise, and they just all unleashed it. And here's the thing, I don't mind, I don't mind remakes, like, it's fine, like, I think it's good, like, I think it's, and it's a proper remake, like, with proper, if there's one thing that we've said for the longest time, is that the the original Last of Us, I thought was a very good game, but if someone checked out of it because they didn't like the gameplay, that was extremely bad, because the gameplay was not good. The Last of Us Part 2's gameplay is very, very, very good. So, grafting that onto The Last of Us part one is brilliant like it makes it it changes everything really um it sounds pretty exciting yeah but people just kind of have a problem with the concept of the last of us they have a problem with uh the idea of prestige games they have a problem with neil Druckmann um embracing the idea of prestige games they have a problem with the fans embracing the fact that the last of us is a prestige game acclaim they don't like that and i find that weird it's like some sort of weird jealousy thing like there's a lot of prestige i'll say movies that i i don't like like last year for example i know this is a tangent but last year the, like the big prestige thing all these film buff people did was the power of the dog a very slow very boring uh new western movie you know and I watched it and I was like, this is boring as shit. But the, I didn't, we didn't like stand on a pedestal somewhere and going like, oh, this prestige Oscar bait stuff is so mundane and boring. Like, come on, man. <laughs> well, yeah, this, this all boils down to the, you know, the meme of that guy going, stop having fun. Well, a bunch of people having fun. So <laughs> it, it, it all boils down to that. So, yeah, 
That's that's what it is. There is that hatred for Naughty Dog and The Last of Us, and it's whatever. You just learn to ignore those sorts of people. But like, let's just talk about the game itself. I think. Can I say? I think. I think if there's a misstep, is that they're not doing a port of part two as well, and making it a collection, because now they're going to sell like part one alone for seventy bucks, and like even though it's a substantial remake, that's like ah, you, 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 you're pushing the Sony tax. Sony, come on. Yeah, I mean, if they they bundled it, that would be cool. And then even, I mean, a new game was announced. Like the. They didn't name it, I don't think. The they said they're working on it. Yeah. So, and that's apparently a full release. And I'm assuming that it's some sort of division type game uh, in the Last of Us universe. Uh, this is just my assumption because they said it's big, it's standalone. Anything a different place? Yeah, I didn't think I think of is it being some sort of division esque type game, which I'm down for. Um, yeah, should they charge $70 for basically Last of Us Part 2 multiplayer? I don't know. Will that work? I don't know. I'm assuming that one's probably going to be free to play, but who knows? I wonder. I wonder. Because that's. This is one of their five live games, right? Yeah, and it will probably come to PC. So, who knows? Yeah, I mean, there's that. That's. Honestly, it looked good. They changed Ellie's face so it doesn't look like Elliot Page. Um, kudos to them <laughs> on that. <laughs> kudos to them on that one. Um, I, I, I guess I can just run down some of the big announcements. Uh, Kojima showed up to just show his face and people lost their minds. And I was upset that he, he showed up to just say, oh, hey, I'm working on a game. And it's like, okay, you could have just tweeted that, man. Thanks for getting my You know what annoys me about everything there? It's not that he didn't show his game, it's that he said the C word. Oh, the cloud thing. Do you think it's just going to be all based on cloud, like completely, completely? Probably. It's probably going to be actually cool because you know, Kojima's a fantastic game designer, man. Like, you cannot make me... You can't say, oh, a game is going to have cloud-based technology and expect me to be excited about it. I, I mean, that. we're, we're I getting know. there, so we'll, we'll see. We're getting there. We'll see about that. We live in Zambia, Dennis. <laughs> we should lobby to these ISPs to get better, then. I, I, you know, everything about that Kojima announcement, it's like cloud and then from the leaks, it's a horror game, and I don't play horror games. And it's like, Kojima, yeah. why are you doing this to me? <laughs> you know, by the way, I was never excited for PT, by the way, because, you know, I've got no interest in that genre, so... Did <sighs> you try it? You never tried it at all? No, I wasn't interested. Man, but you saw gameplay? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw what it was. I, I tried it. It was really fascinating. Yeah, you like horror games. Can't go as far as saying I like horror. Games. <laughs> I like some horror games. I like Resident Evil. Who snap Resident Evil Four remake, baby? How about that? Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, good for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what happens. What happens when Capcom reaches Resident Evil Seven? Are they going to remake that too? Because at the pace they're moving, I, th- I, th- I think they're going back and forth, right? Because like this, I mean the mid. They made um, uh, Village 7, basically, so there's going to be an 8, you know? It, it's, no, they're, they're Village was 8. Oh, Village was 8, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they'll, yeah, they'll... Yeah, but what happens when they catch up? Then, we're da- then they give us Code Veronica because they skipped Code Veronica for some reason. Maybe because it sucks or something, I don't know. Oh, my days. <laughs> I'm gonna let that pass. I I swallowed many a thought there. I was I, 
Hey, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, Code Veronica is really good. Um, I hope they remake that. I, if I was going to pick a remake for them to make, after two, I would have jumped straight to Code Veronica. Um, because I do think it's one of the games that does need some sort of like highlight into how good it was. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the Resident Evil remake. I thought the Persona announcements were good. The Personas are coming to real consoles finally, especially Persona 3. Uh, <laughs> it's finally coming to <laughs> real consoles that real people use. Um, that's very exciting. Uh, I thought that the Riot games um, all coming to Game Pass with all the characters unlocked, that's a big deal to me because one of the reasons I bounced off of League of Legends in the first place was because I had to buy some characters, like they go on a rotational basis. But if all the characters are unlocked, that makes it more appealing to someone like me who plays MOBAs. Uh, I think you know, that's a big deal. My thought on that announcement is why didn't you take the chance to say we're going to put some of these games on Xbox? Because that was basically a, a PC announcement only. Yeah, PC yeah, and mobile. It was a PC. Yeah, it was a PC like, why, why, why don't you take advantage of all this and say, oh, we're also going to put League of Legends on Xbox or something? I mean, I wonder how that would work, but maybe there are other uh, spin-off games could come, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it, it might be possible. Maybe Valorant can get a console port. Who knows? Yeah, maybe game Valorant. Is quite popular. Yeah, the game is quite popular. So that's, I mean, that that's one of those things that seems like a, an also rant, but is actually a big deal. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's actually quite a big deal um, to get those many people on board for that. And finally, the last game that I am cautious, very cautious about, is a game called As Dusk Falls. I saw it at last year's E3. There was not much. It was like four screenshots or something. But it's basically a, an adventure game, Telltale style, um, Quantic Dream style. The art looks interesting to me. I've seen a lot of people just absolutely dogpile on this game. <laughs> I don't know why. I think people just are putting all their hate of, of like David Cage on anything that looks David Cagey. And that's weird. Look, David Cage is a freaking criminal. So, you know, people. He he's a criminal and his criminality came out. He hasn't had a game since his criminality was revealed, so the anger has pent up. <laughs> <laughs> well, they shouldn't throw it at this innocent game. There. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. If you like um, Quantic Dream games, I think you should have a look at As Dusk Falls. It might be up your alley. It most likely is. Uh, I think that's coming out this year. Oh, and finally, sorry, there's a game by Sam Barlow. I'm going to my weird, my weird indie game here, but uh, Sam Barlow's Immortality. Sam Barlow is the guy who did uh, Heart Story and and Telling Lies, the like the full motion video adventure game uh, games. Uh, this one, the story of this one is fascinating because it's about an actress, a real actress who existed, who made movies, but her movies were not released publicly. So he was, somebody was doing research on those, on that actress specifically, and the act, the actress's agent, emailed Sam Barlow the like screeners of the movies or, or like what was left of the movies, and just said, "Do what you want with this," and he decided to make a game from it um, called Immortality. So those three movies, we'll get to experience those three movies through this game in a Sam Barlow style, which match cuts. I'm using a lot of technical terms. It, it, the gameplay is like you match cut, you, you pause the video, and then you pick a, a picture in the video, and it, and it match cuts to another scene in probably another movie or the same movie, and you, you kind of experience the movie that way, and you're like, I guess solving a mystery of sorts about this actress. Very fascinating to me. I like those games. I like that concept. Uh, yeah, that's very cool. I thought this game this year had very cool, diverse games. 
yeah, diverse is the word. There was something for the word which I've seen the words which I've seen thrown around that there was something for everyone. And you know, even if you didn't get a lot, like me, I didn't get a lot. But I still got something. You know, there's at least one or two announcements which were good. Personally, like I've said, I don't mind what happened because, you know, industry is a weird place but like yeah none of the shows really really had mind-blowing stuff apart from you know those two games so that's my overall feeling here regarding these this showcase these showcases i hope if you comes back because i was so dejected after that jeff kiddy showing like i was so dejected I was extremely dejected. I was actually angry. <laughs> well, Dennis, here's the thing. Even if E3 is around, the content would still be the same, dude. It would, but I think just the atmosphere would be different. And for me, atmosphere is, is a big deal. Just, I think, having all the journalists in one space, all the devs in one space. Twitter's different when all these guys at one space, you know, like, they are more, they're less cynical, there's more jokes, there's more hype, sort of, even if there's whack stuff. Just people are excited to be, it's like a convention. People are just excited to be around each other. There's a bunch of devs drunk tweeting. It's just more fun. I know that's a very weird thing, but for me, it's, it's, counts as a lot <laughs> yeah this is weird as someone who who hosts and plans conventions like it's <laughs> yeah, you, you are being a nerd right now <laughs> yeah so i'm curious what happened next year because apparently e3 are saying they'll have a physical proper like e3 thing and even some games fest is saying they'll have a physical e3 style thing so someone's gotta give we'll see what happens We'll see. We'll see. Like I've said, it's all about content. In the end, for me, I, I don't really care about the niceties. <laughs> just just give me stuff that I like. And, you know, it will be hard to do that right now because of, you know, the state of the world and the industry. But, hey, uh, yeah, that, that's all I can say. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, see you next time.